All right, welcome everybody again to the King Speak Podcast. I'm your host, King Ray, here with King K. What's up, y'all? King K here. All right, so once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, please make sure that you're hitting us up on social media. So at Inst- on Instagram, is at King underscore speak. On Facebook, is at the King Speak Podcast. So yeah, leave feedback on the podcast. Um, you know, make sure to share, like, comment, and do all those things. Just show some, generally, just show some love on social media so we can kind of get the word out there. Still waiting kind of on some distribution stuff for the podcast. So we'll see how that goes over the next current next couple of weeks. And we'll keep everybody updated on social media. So be sure to check that out for any kind of new, any new medium to listen to the podcast. So we're going to start today's episode again with the uh, segment we like to call America the Wild. So we're going to cover different kind of off-the-wall news items from across the country and across the internet, rather. So the first one, there is, there was, not there is, there was a, I'm trying to figure out where this was at, actually. Oh, I think it's actually in India. So there was an individual who name is Max Sylvester, mm-hmm. which is a, like an eighties action movie. Yeah. <laughs> an eighties action name, movie name. My name is Mac. Max That's Sylvester. Weird. So he is a student pilot studying for his pilot's license. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get some, I guess, certified or license uh, to fly two seater airplanes. Okay. So on his first lesson, very first, first lesson, yeah, his very first lesson, okay. first time he's ever actually been in the cockpit of a plane. Mm-hmm. An hour into the lesson, his instructor faints. <laughs> his instructor faints, and he has to call the uh, air traffic control to like tell him what's going on. So they, you know, they they guide this dude through. You know, they ask him, "Hey, have you ever, you know, piloted aircraft before?" He's like, "No, it's my first lesson." Oh. Well, oh, have, so you're in trouble. And so their follow-up question is, have you ever landed an airplane? He just told you. <laughs> he just told you. <laughs> He's never flown before. So, yeah, so the, the you know, the ground, and his wife and kids are, like, on the ground at oh, the airport. Oh, my goodness. Like, watching, probably not having a clue what's going on, obviously. But, yeah, so the, the tower kind of walks him through the whole landing process, and he is successful. But I just I don't know if I don't know if I'm going back for a second lesson. No, he's definitely getting a terrible Yelp. At least not <laughs> not from that dude. You imagine because. like if dude just so happened to be like the D like I'm a you know, I don't really have time to study. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pass with a C or a D. Yeah. And he gets in the cockpit. So he wasn't paying attention at all in <laughs> the actual classroom. <laughs> I was not prepared. I'm just a D student. I didn't ask for all this. I just know when I, when we land, I'm texting my wife like, hey, you're going to have to give me like a change of clothes. <laughs> just bring it to the plane. I'm not going to get out right now. Just I thought your pants was some air freshness. You were wearing white pants when you got on the plane. How about uh, you mind your damn business, all right? I, that's, I was, man, I, I mean, he's dead calm. Yeah. I would have been smacking the dude. Like, you're going to wake up. You get us up oh, yeah. here. But, yeah, so he, he landed safe. Nobody was injured. Um, I don't know if it was a perfect landing, but he executed it well enough. So they survived. Good to, good for him. Hopefully they figure out whatever is wrong with, with dude. And hopefully he doesn't get fired or nothing crazy. Cause hopefully it's not like so, something like super crazy. Hopefully he just needed a nap. 
uh, hope it's just as simple as needing a nap. Well, if if that's all it or was, then he's he had catching the his hands. from the Popeye's chicken sandwich, which is sold out. So unless they got it over in, I think it was I say India. But how y'all gonna be sold out of chicken sandwiches? Just for the record, this is plan better, Popeye's. Come on. They probably didn't expect it to give a free advertisement from the entire internet. Oh, matter of fact, I never said this. I didn't say this on last week's episode. I tried the sandwich. Which one? The spicy. Mm-hmm. Of course the spicy. I'm not going to do. If you're just getting the regular, like, original Most mild. Most people are getting the regular. Cancel yourself. Most That's, people are doing the regular. I don't know why you would do that. Cancel yourself. They don't like spicy stuff. Cancel yourself. <laughs> That's That's all I can say. <laughs> just cancel yourself. Nobody wants to talk to you guys. But, yeah, it's definitely better than Chick-fil-A. It's not a question. Because, as I've said previously, Chick-fil-A is overrated. So, it doesn't take much to be better than Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Like, I, so, I, I say, if I want if I want something simple, a simple meal that's, like, not crazy over the top, just, like, like I said, Chick-fil-A will always be the same. Like, it'll always be good. I've never, I've never really had bad Chick-fil-A. Like, I can expect the same thing out of Chick-fil-A every time I go. But if I want to be punched in the mouth, like Mike Tyson you, with flavor. You need that Popeye's chicken sandwich. I need that Popeye's. If I want to be missing a few teeth, I need a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Speaking of Chick-fil-A, you tell me if I'm weird for this, right? So the Chick-fil-A sandwich, it's mm-hmm. just the chicken, butter, and pickles, mm-hmm. right? It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law has us go to Chick-fil-A yesterday and order a chicken sandwich mm-hmm. with mayonnaise. Nah. Nah. Like nothing else. Just put mayonnaise on it. Even Chick Fil A was like, "We can give you some packets." The dude, the on there. The dude's face, because they were like outside doing like the in-person drive-through. I don't know what mm-hmm. they call their philosophy there. And like, his look was like, um, "We don't do that, but we can give you some packets." I don't know. Just, yeah, no. Nah. This is weird. That's yeah. That's that's, that's strange. But what I will tell y'all is good. If you so you can only do it if you like in person. You go to Chick Fil A and yeah. they, they they're supposed to butter the bun, but they do it lightly. Tell them you want extra butter on the bun and grill grill it a little crispier. It'll make your sandwich that much better. Yeah, it'll make your arteries that much tighter. That so. too. But <laughs> I'm, I'm here to live, not live long. So, uh, speaking of arteries. I don't know. Um, there's a Nashville school mm-hmm. who has banned and subsequently removed all Harry Potter books from its library mm-hmm. because they say that the curses and spells in the book are real. I want to, I'd like to see proof. I just, it's 2019. I don't understand why this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. At some point, you know, you think people are getting smarter, but at the same time, people are also getting dumber. I don't know. No, I'm, 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 I haven't really seen Harry Potter, so I don't know. Don't know none of the curses. Hold on, what? Yeah, I haven't seen Harry what? Potter. What? Hold on. You, what do you mean? You haven't, you haven't, you've read the books? No. You haven't read the books? No. You haven't seen the movies? I've seen the first. Yeah, I've seen the first. Is the first one with the big ass snake in the in the in the basement? Well, it's not a basement. Um, I'm at a loss for words right now. I don't even. I don't understand how to approach that. I feel like you were done a disservice in your life. Um, 
Were you prevented from reading these books when you were younger? No. Uh, you yeah. just chose not to, not to partake. I'm just, I don't know. I got, I got other stuff to look at and do. Yeah. Not that I'm not interested. I just haven't sat down and had the time to look at it. Okay, I'm, I'm disappointed. Plus, somebody spoiled the ending for me. Supposedly, I haven't looked to see if it's true. What somebody? It doesn't even matter if you know the ending. It's a great. First of all, it's a great piece of fiction. Everyone. Uh, it's my favorite thing in this world. Next to it. It's probably what I'm m- most nerdy about. It is like a separate thing. Pennywise is a separate obsession. Folks who know me, that's a separate thing. Harry Potter is my number one. It's like Harry Potter, The Office, and other things. Nothing's bigger than Harry Potter in The Office. In so fact, I'm, of, I'm watching a, Harry Potter right now. They have a trivia crawl for The Office. Yeah think about heading that up yeah me too i don't know but yeah so um the sci-fi network for some reason has streaming rights for <laughs> for harry potter huh. so they do like a marathon weekend every now and then so you can watch it on their app so yeah i've been watching that this weekend hmm. that was my big plans maybe i'll have to i'll, I'll watch that now tell you what i think don't tell me what you think because i feel like at this <laughs> point <laughs> At this point, you missed the magic of Harry Potter. Did I though? Shouldn't it still be magical? But it's, but at this point, it's like a bit of nostalgia for me as well, because like I literally grew up with like Harry Potter books and stuff, and I just, I don't feel like you can just come in here fresh and then try to give me an opinion because you're gonna come at me saying some stuff, <laughs> and we might have to fight. I don't know. It might have to be fisticuffs. <laughs> Because I can just imagine you hit me up on Messenger and be like, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was man. And then it's going to be on site as soon as I see you. It's, it's a problem. Street justice. <laughs> I ride for Harry. I might like it, though. But on the, on the other side, I might like it. You might expose me to something new. So I've considered disowning my kids over Harry <laughs> Potter because I feel like they're not showing him the proper respect. Do, what, does, do any of them like not, like just blindly not? They like haven't it? really watched it. Cause part part of it, I blame their mom. She didn't. She's not really like on Harry Potter like that. Cause she's the same thing. She didn't read or really watch the movies, so she's unfairly judging it. So I'm gonna say that. So she's not helping me push this. Cause I am pushing it. Like some parents, they try to push like sports mm-hmm. and stuff on their kids. I'm pushing Harry Potter. Like let's just sit down and watch this movie. Does it have good life lessons? Let's read. Yeah. Okay. I would say, if you look at me on a scale of like one to a hundred, yeah, my parents, you know, like my dad, mm-hmm. accounted for a little bit of it, but seventy-five percent of me as a being is shaped by Harry Potter in the office. <laughs> so, <laughs> and a little bit of Austin Powers because I also okay. love that. Yeah, Austin Powers is when I was in middle school. Yeah, my wife just watched Austin Powers for the first time a couple months ago. In fact, was it the? The second one, I can't think of um, the title for it. Oh, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Mm-hmm. In the summer of, I think, eighth grade, I watched it once a day the entire summer. Dang. I even tried to color my hair like Scott Evil. Did not work. His was like blue frosted. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that, so I tried to go red frosted, and my hair just turned brown. We were in a good, you know, back then we were, we had, 
you know, Austin Powers, Undercover Brother. We were in a good place for comedy. So you watch Undercover Brother and you watch Harry Potter? Correct. Did you watch Pootie Tang? I did watch Pootie Tang. But did you watch Harry Potter? No, Sadate. Sadate. <laughs> Sippy kind on the running kind. That's, I. What about Lord of the Rings? Yeah. You watch Lord of the Rings? Yeah. You like Lord of the Rings? I like seeing people get cut with swords and stuff, so yeah. I like fights. That's disrespectful. You're disrespectful right now. So you watch Lord of the Rings, which is like 38 hours of elves and dwarves. I like fights. There's fights in Harry Potter. I'm just saying. It's cooler. I got magic wands, so whatever. Get at me. Harry Potter for life. You know what? One day they're going to remake the Harry Potter movies, and I would be outside of the studios protesting. I think I'll make it in live action. That'd be the first time. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Disney's going too far. They got Lady in the Tramp coming out. Oh, no. Live action. You didn't see that? Mm-mm. Previews are already all over the place. Mm, and then, of course, that. they got the whole Little Mermaid controversy. Isn't, uh, who's supposed to play, uh, what's the, what's the evil? The, the Ursula? Ursula. Who's supposed to play Ursula? Isn't it, um. So there's two different things. So I got excited because it's like the news for casting for, there's a live action movie mm-hmm. and there's like the live action, like musical stage play or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got excited because I saw Queen Latifah was going to play Ursula, mm-hmm. but she's not doing it for the movie. Oh, I think Melissa McCarthy. Okay. I think is going to play Ursula. That'd be good. Which would be bad, but I love Queen Latifah. She's in one of my favorite movies ever. Set it off. Yeah, if you ain't seen Set It Off, you need to watch Set It Off. I don't think my wife's seen. We gotta talk about street movies. Yeah, that would be one of our things one day. Set it off is my jam. Make my wife, my wife, watch Set It Off. It's my jam, and I'm not gonna tell her. Oh man. Yeah. That's the first of all. We're not gonna spoil it if you haven't seen it. Which, I mean, it's probably twenty years old at this point. Yeah, I think. If you haven't seen it, then that's on you. Yeah, but turn turn your volume down. All time death scene. Oh yeah, all time death scenes in this movie. Yeah, that, I think it, it hit it hit me more like uh, Denzel was obviously a bad guy in Training Day. Yeah, but it hit me harder. Like I mean, at, at some point you feel for the dude because he has a family and the kids, and it's a. It's a you talking about Denzel on Training Day? Yeah, I ain't care nothing about him. I, like, he deserved every type of bully he got. Well, I mean, at the same time, like I don't like. I don't know. It bothered me a little bit. Not like he, I didn't feel first bad. of all, while well, I'm gonna feel bad about his wife and kids, he didn't feel bad as about his, wife, about his wife and kids. That's true. So he can catch all the shells. I don't care. Queen Latifah though, that one, that one got me. Now you spoiling it, because you just said who it was. Well, I, I told him to turn the volume down. You did. Either way, watch set it off. And you let him know spoilers is coming. Yeah. It's got a bunch of people in there. Yeah, it does. Jada. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? Not not Vanessa Williams, but... Um, uh, the woman from uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. The one that was touching all on 50s, but I can't remember her name. I can't remember either. Viv Gay Fox. Yeah. This it was, was good. It was real Queen good. Latifah. Oh, uh, Dr. Dre's in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little taste. A little taste of Dre. All right, so first thing we're going to get into that. So we're going to keep... We feel like last episode was a little... Depressing, I guess, in certain <laughs> in certain aspects. So we're gonna keep it a little bit light today. Uh, mostly, uh, actually, just about completely entertainment related topics. So the first thing we're gonna get into is Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, mm-hmm. "Sticks and Stones." 
What'd you think about it? I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought he definitely went in there with a the purpose of shaking things up and he definitely did. He made you feel uncomfortable. And at times he made you feel uncomfortable and laugh, but overall I think people should watch it. It's a it's a good special. It's not like like I saw this one article and it's like you can go ahead and skip it because it's not funny. I think that's inaccurate. I think it is funny and it's worth watching. Some of it's funny. Yeah. So there's a a review I was telling you about. There's a review on NBC News, like a opinion piece actually, mm-hmm. a review opinion piece, whatever, about it, and it it calls. For one, it says that this this it says that the special is a good special, right? Mm-hmm. Overall, that's kind of the feeling for it, uh, and it says that you know Dave is as perceptive as ever in it. And it says that there's tremendous value to intellectual discomfort. So, and I feel like that's exactly what it is. Dig a little further into intellectual discomfort. So it is. It makes you uncomfortable because it's talking about sensitive topics, but it's also making you think. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, intellectually or even from a common sense perspective yeah. on some of the topics. Yeah. Right. And then, so like I said, it, you will, like some of it, you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And then, like, some of it is just funny. Yeah. Like you mentioned one, so we won't get into it because you said you didn't want to get into it. Uh-huh. But one of the things that kind of make folks uncomfortable was the, the trans joke that he had and kind of uh, equating that to. The Chinaman. To, to, what was it, Asian people? I think he said Chinese. Well, yeah, but we'll just say Asian. Because yeah. I'm not entirely sure, he has a little, a little rough. <laughs> yeah, but for me, it took me a little bit to get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll be honest, I'm not a really a big fan of any of the Netflix Dave Chappelle specials. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I feel like, to me, comedy, stand-up comedy in particular, is definitely a place where people can express how they feel or yeah. how they feel about certain topics yeah. um, and then try to bring a bit of levity to, to some of it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But I feel like sometimes there is an, it's, it's too forceful. Yeah. Like it's like purposely trying to be controversial. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what he does with some of the material mm-hmm. and sticks and stones. I, I, I agree but I would ask you, what's the cause of it? Because I think the cause of it mm-hmm. is the backlash, and he's mostly responding to the backlash that he's getting. Yeah, so I give him that because he does definitely take like a head-on approach to mm-hmm. attacking like the cancel culture. Yeah. Um, but I will still say that if you get the mild Popeye sandwich, then you should cancel yourself. <laughs> but yeah, so he's definitely directly trying to attack the cancel culture and about how you can't say or do certain things. Which I get, to a, to a certain extent, but it just it felt. I don't know. It felt forced a little bit. No. I think it felt forced because it was just like some of the stuff was so edgy, and I think that's why it felt forced. But this is like, this is stuff that people you know come at him at for all the time. They they know yeah. what he likes and they know what he doesn't like, and I think, and I think I know people like to pick with him on because they like you need to conform because I mean obviously. He's been to the point where someone's tried to make him conform. Yeah. And that's that's the whole reason he left. What was it Comedy Central? 
Well, so I think that's more than just that, right? So, like, he did mention the, uh, like, the joke that he felt got censored a little bit uh, for the Chappelle show. I can't remember which even joke he's talking oh, about. Oh, he wanted to say the, the F word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the, that was, um, that was kind of one of it. But I feel like that whole situation was more just the overall pressure, right? Like, he kind of went, I mean, yeah, he was so popular. Like, he had his, his like, specials before which I'm drawing a blank on, but like the Chappelle show just blew up. Uh-huh. And I think he was just feeling pressure from having to perform at that level. And then well, got the huge payday and all that. He also said that, so they offered him another 80 million to continue Chappelle show. Yeah. And they started like adding, and they, I mean like the, the corporate. Oh, I definitely table. think like, yeah, if he were like one, the time that he came back uh-huh. into the spotlight, if they offered it to him, then it's a completely different environment. Mm-hmm. The, some of the stuff that was on the Chappelle show wouldn't. wouldn't no, I mean they flown. offered they don't, so like uh, when did it end? Season three, four, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was a while. So ago. like, just be, like when they were about to re up on the next season, they offered him eighty million, but they said, okay, we we want you to make skits about this, and I guess what they said they were put they were they were pushing even him too far, into like especially like when it comes to making fun of black people, he was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Now y'all taking it too far. Like I can, like we can laugh. I can laugh. That's exactly what he did though. Yeah. For the but <laughs> literally every episode, whatever they said, it was like it was enough for him to, to say. Like I, I feel like it's like I said, I feel like it was a combination, yeah. right? So I think he's definitely getting pressured to yeah. do or say certain things. Yeah, I think, I think like, overall, you know, enough, enough is enough. But like I would like. Let's say they wanted to have a skit with like a black person hanging. Like I wouldn't do that shit. No. And like that 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 is that would be considered too far for me. Though. So let's let's like if they asked for something like that and then he was, you know, already getting tired of being in the spotlight, I could see why he said, you know what, nah, I'm good. I'm done. But I think he he's he's very friendly with people trying to force things upon him that he doesn't want to do. Not friendly, but he kn- he knows the waters. So I think he's yeah. gotten comfortable with addressing it and that's that's where he sits right now. If somebody wants to come at him, then he's gonna address it and he's not gonna address it lightly. I mean, I get it. The good thing about stand up, like I was saying, is because it's a platform to like express yourself in, you know, different aspects. There's so many different types of of comedy. Yeah. So I just gravitate more to that type of stuff. Yeah. Like I love Kevin Hart's stuff. There's yeah, a couple too. other people. He has like Tony Baker. Too, right? Um, so he has, well, soon he had a, a special they released on Netflix like months ago. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'll be honest, episode. I wasn't like, I don't think it lived up to his previous specials, but it was still solid, okay. solid stuff. Um, but he has other projects that he's working on. So he has like the LOL network mm-hmm. where he's like pushing some, which is something I appreciate about Kevin Hart. He's pushing some of the more underground or lesser known comedians. Is the LOL network his? Hmm? Oh, so is that the one with like the ice baths and stuff? Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay, that was yeah, that was pretty. Fun. Yeah, so he has that, and then he also has a show on Sirius uh, XM Radio, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Heart of the City, I think. So it's him and all the Paper Cut Boys. Okay, kind of a round table, kind of like what we do here, yeah. but yeah, just kind of talking about different things, making fun of each other. Mm. That, but I'm not getting the XM Radio to listen to it. I'm sorry. So, Kevin, uh, I know you're recovering right now. So, if you just want to put that on a different platform so I can stream it, then I'm good. But I'm not going to get satellite radio for that. Yeah, we don't get paid enough. See, Sway. Sway has a satellite. But you also put it on YouTube. 
So yeah. maybe do the same thing. Just saying. Um, so so like I said, I'm not really that big on on Dave Chappelle. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. Chappelle shows hilarious though. Yeah, and some of the stuff that he says, like it's like I said, Six and Sons, there's certain parts where I thought were were pretty funny, mm-hmm. and I get kind of his train of thought on some of the things and some of the comparisons he's drawing, but it's just. So what do you think about Faison Love saying Dave is not funny? He said only white people find Dave funny. So well, that's definitely not true. <laughs> For sure. Um, do you know Gary Ellen? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, he's a, he's a white comedian, but I think he his fan base is probably 98% black. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's been around since, like, the early 90s. He's black, right? He's white black. And... Um, he has a podcast to get some podcasts and he actually kind of talked about that. Not from that same situation, but it was from, I want to say it was when Cat Williams, no, no, not comes Mike Epps. Yeah. Mike Epps said that Kevin Hart isn't funny. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think he's funny. Well, Cat Williams said it too. Well, yeah. Cat Williams is going through a lot. Too. But to me, I kind of agree with what Gary Owen is saying. Right. So, he doesn't disagree with the fact that they're entitled to their opinions on what they think is funny. Mm-hmm. So if they're if they're directly asked and they say, I don't think they're funny, then that's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Gary Owen, like he said, he wouldn't do it. Because you, you kind of burn those bridges between, you know, opportunities to do other projects. Mm-hmm. So like I if I'm in their position, I'm not going to say it. It's not to say they can't feel that way. Yeah. Like, I don't think some comedians are funny. So I'm sure they have the same thing. Yeah. Especially from like a professional standpoint. But to then say something like, you know, black people don't find you funny or you're only for white people or, you know, this, this and that. I think that's too much. Yeah. Like you don't speak for the whole black community. It's kind of the same thing with, uh, you familiar with Lord Jamar? Mm-mm. So he was a member of what is it, um, Brand Nubians? I think it's like an early '90s hip hop group mm-hmm. or '90s hip hop group. And yeah, Lord Jamar for years, years has hated on Eminem. And like the most recent thing was, you know, real hood dudes don't listen to you or whatever. You don't speak for an entire community. Yeah. <laughs> like in the case of Eminem. If you were to name a top five, like, lyricists, mm-hmm. like, maybe you don't like all M's music, or maybe you're not bumping it in the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to bump rap God. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> but if you're going to name, like, the top five lyricists. Yeah, he's in there. If your list doesn't have Eminem in it, then throw the whole list away. Like, don't switch genres. Listen to something else, because you obviously don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Become a mumble rap fan. If Eminem is not your top five lyricist. Yeah. I mean, even if he's at number five, because I can understand some people like certain styles better. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of pure skill, come on. So I think when they start to go into the other, like speaking for other people mm-hmm. is when I don't like it. I and think I, I think yeah, I think Eminem. Eminem is definitely good. I think he bridged the gap between, he was definitely one of the bridges between white people and hip hop. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. So I know a lot of people say that oh I know a lot of I know a lot of white people that I met say, Oh, Eminem is the best rapper and I'm like, nah, you're going a little too far. Yeah, but, so, but they can say yeah, he's their favorite. Yeah. 
Because I'm, I feel hard pressed now to say who the best is. Yeah, I can say who my favorites are. Yeah, and I'll say even for me, like you talked about Eminem being the bridge for like white people to get into hip hop. Mm-hmm. He was a bridge for me to really get into hip hop because like, yeah, there was like hip hop playing at barbecues and stuff like that when mm-hmm. I was younger. But I'll be honest, when Eminem first came out, I think it was like fifth grade. I was listening to Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys is my jam. Yeah, I can still sing every one of them songs. NSYNC was whatever, 98 Degrees. Like, I was listening to that. Yeah. And then Eminem came out, and I was like, oh, maybe I don't want it that way. Maybe I want to throw my baby mama in the trunk and drive her off the the bridge. (laughs) So, very different direction musically. Uh, And I also wonder if my parents really knew all the lyrics that was in that before they let me get two CDs. But whatever. So, I was in fifth grade bumping Slim Shady LP hard. I think it's good to be musically diverse like I like I said most of the white people I know say like oh Eminem is the best rapper but I'm like then have you have you really truly explored hip hop because so but here's the thing though because then that that comes to not only like their personal yeah he's my favorite I think or whatever it's what do they classify as like rapper is it yeah. just from the like lyrical standpoint mm-hmm. or is it like hits and you know albums so like there's so many different qualifiers because like a lot of those qualifiers statistically he would be there yeah like when you talk about album sales and stuff like that so it depends on if that's how they're looking at it but yeah i mean like you were saying they got to kind of open the aperture a little bit i think there's so much out there because that's primarily what they have listened to i mean it was the same thing when people say like hip-hop is like trash nowadays or or whatever don't listen to the radio yeah yeah like Joey, like Joey, Joey Badass is an, is like him and his group are like a, like amazing when it comes to lyrics and stuff. Yeah, like I can name because it kills when people say that there's no like like hip hop is terrible now or whatever. I can name like ten rap artists right now that you might not hear on the radio. Yeah, but they're killing it. Yeah, and they would have fit in in the '90s and 2000s mm-hmm. and and been just fine. That's like people people are saying R and B is dead. R and B R and B is dead, and then black people have no place in pop. I just can't think of any like R and B artists right now that I'm really big on. Like her, her's good. Daniel Caesar, yeah. Uh, uh, LMA, I guess. LMA. She's the one that had like boot up. Oh, LMA. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I like her voice too. Um, Chris Brown. To me, he's. It's not strictly R and B anymore. No, no. So I don't really classify that. He's R and B and pop. But I mean, does he have an uh, amazing voice? Yeah. Yeah. Is he talented? Like, even even as a rapper, yeah. Nobody's out dancing, see breezy. No. But but I don't know. I don't really like if I'm if I'm in the mood for like R and B, I'm not bumping Chris Brown. Speaking of, Fifty Cent just said that, in his opinion, Mm -hmm. Chris Brown has surpassed MJ as far as talent. That's not a unique opinion, though. A lot of people feel that way. Really? That because it started with he's this generation's MJ mm-hmm. as an entertainer. I think that if you celebrate, not, not celebrate, wow. If you take away the Rihanna incident, mm-hmm. if you take away like the more recent kind of controversies in terms of like how he's handled the relationship with his ex mm-hmm. or. Uh, uh, 
episode said for the girl's name. I don't know. Some type of name. I don't know. Not Frucci? important. Frucci? Yeah. Okay. If you like take away how he's handled that situation, and if you take away well, a lot of stuff to take away and ignore, but if you take away kind of his stuff. comments on, like, uh, I think the latest thing was like hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you kind of ignore the bad stuff and you just look at him from his output and his like him as an artist, I mean, he would be if none of the negative stuff had been associated with him. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't went this like complete bad boy route, which mm-hmm. kind of helped him, but if he hadn't went that way, then I think he would have hit that point from a popular like standpoint. Yeah. But the issue with that is there are certain people who, no matter what you do, people are always going to put them ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Like, people are always going to put Michael Jordan ahead of LeBron. At least some people. I don't. But some people do that. Um, same thing with Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. Um, talk about, like, boxers. Like, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson. Like, mm-hmm. there are certain people who are always going to be considered the best. Even though maybe... They don't measure up. But then you got to also, the difficulty in comparing that kind of stuff is like the time periods. Yeah. Like everything is different. Yeah. Like if Michael Jackson had like social media or whatever and he didn't have his negative stuff. Yeah. yeah. Then Who maybe. Think dance better though? Chris Brown. The mic? Yeah. I mean, as Michael was an incredible performer, but when you think about, I mean, yeah, he had like the great. The, the like the first moonwalk thing or whatever saw that video circulating online a couple of times recently it was crazy but also wasn't his move mm. <laughs> like he got that for somebody else yeah. but as a performer Michael Jackson was amazing I still like his music but Chris Brown be killing it man Chris Brown's one of the best dancers yeah. I've ever seen he's like what is he 6'1 I don't know I think he's 6'1 and that man can why do you know how tall he is foot. Because I, because the man can do backflips like nobody's business. Like I, like I've, I've seen. I mean, if you strap me to a harness, I could probably do a backflip too. <laughs> like I've seen people like my height and shorter do backflips, but it, if you, it's different if you go out and see like somebody of a taller stature do. Backflips. I just feel like backflips are impractical. I don't understand the purpose, but that's I, I don't understand them because I would mainly, mainly because that's I would cool. kill myself doing them. I used to try to do it all the time. So you know, like um, they're called like gumballs. But it's like the little round, like spiky, like ceiling things that yeah. some trees have, yeah. like those. So when I was younger, we had an apartment, we lived in an apartment, apartment complex that had a bunch of those kind of trees. Mm-hmm. So they were all over the place. I'm trying to learn how to do a backflip. So I'm just sitting out there, just basically flinging myself into the ground <laughs> <laughs> over and over again onto these things because I was not that smart as a kid. Still can't do a backflip. But once again, I can do other more practical things. So, who cares if Chris Brown can do a backflip? Yeah. I can't dance at all, actually. I can dance a little bit. But I don't think you can. Like, looking at you, I don't feel like you can dance. I can dance a little bit. I can't dance, and I'm blaming on the fact that I'm biracial. So. I used to not be able to dance when I was a kid. I'm going to blame my mom's side. You don't blame on your mom's side? I'm going to blame my mom's side. Oh, okay. Because I can't dance. That's fair. I be sharing like dancing videos all the time on Facebook, just in my heart. I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I just want to, I want, I want to pretend to be a robot, <laughs> but I can't. Can your kids dance? 
Probably not. I love my kids, but I don't really know what their talents are at this point. <laughs> One of them's really good at school. Like Braylon's really good at school. That's all I got. They look good though. I got that. So. You know what's crazy? I haven't seen them since, and I'm literally in your house right now, and I haven't seen them since. I wouldn't do that to you. 2015. So there are certain people who in the past have went to my house and established a sort of um, mentality in my kids, mm-hmm. which is if you're a dude and your dad's friend and you're at the house, that means you're there to be their friend also. So, talking about wrestling moves, Nerf guns, the whole thing. So, that's probably why nobody comes to my house. (laughs) Because they don't care (laughs) that you're not there for them. You're their friend. In fact, last night, they were just asking me about that same person. So, I I don't know why I'm not saying his name. It's Vo. Okay. So, Vo used to come over to the house all the time. They Where's he at? Texas. Okay. But, yeah, just he'd come over to the house to see me, quote unquote, but then they'd be out there playing. And I'm just like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'm not here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they even asked me last night. There's a hey, where's they call him Bo? Because I don't think they can say Bo. Yeah. Hey, where's Bo at? He's in Texas, dude. Pretty sure I told you this already. Are they, times. are they like me? What? When they you tell them something and they just. It just mag- magically turns. I don't think anybody's as bad Avengers as Avengers dust. Like they gotta excuse their kids. So if it doesn't involve like Pop Tarts or Fortnite, then you're probably not catching their attention. You're a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> this should not take this many times. All right, so we'll move on. I don't know how we got to this from Dave Chappelle's stand up, but uh, like I said, we're gonna keep it in the entertainment world. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with the voice right now. Um, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't announce it, but Kim announced on the 29th, <clears throat> August 29th, that his new album, Jesus Jesus is King, mm-hmm. that's supposed to come out September 27th. Mm-hmm. Do you even care? I don't know. I mean, because for a while there, first of all, it seems like he turned his back on Jesus in general because at, at one point he was God to him. So I don't... I don't know. First of all, I don't know what's causing him to name the name of this album. And second of all, so Life of Pablo was good. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Life of Pablo. So I'm not going to say I'm not going to give it a chance. I'm like, I'm like not going. I'm not going to rush to the stores to buy it. But I'll, yeah. I'll Google a couple songs, and then if it catches my attention, then I'll go. Which ahead. one came more recently? Was it 808s and Heartbreak or My Twisted Dark Fantasy? I don't know. This is the more, whichever the more recent ones, that's the last one I listened to. Life of Pablo is the most recent one. I can't get into it. I was kind of off Kanye at that point. Yeah. I mean, For one, I'm going to say this. I never thought he was that, like, spectacular. I enjoyed his music. Mm-hmm. I don't really think he was that spectacular. Like, I think that he brought a new vibe and a new way of doing things to hip hop, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. That first was like the whole backpack type of situation that he had going on, like the backpack rapper, mm-hmm. which is cool. But I just never really, he was never on my top. Like I think what a lot of people, people liked about him was the fact, so they listened to him rapping. Yeah. They listened to the melodies, but then they also realized that he made his own beats. And That's what I'm saying. So like, 
overall, but, I mean, he's talented, but I just wasn't really well, people that say big the same, on him. You know, people say, like, Kid Cudi, like, Kid Cudi saved my life. I can life. only listen to his first album. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I do hear that, say, too. Like, Kid Cudi saved my life. Kid Cudi is great. And he I loved Kid Cudi when he first came out. And, like, he's done all these great things. I'm like, damn. I was like, do people really like Kid Cudi like that? But I get it because, like, music is very special in that, you know, it could, you can connect to it and relate to it, like, based on, like, your experiences, what you're going through, how you're feeling at the moment. Mm -hmm. Because some days I'll be, like, jamming to some, like, Biggie. Like, I'm about to go sell all the drugs on the Eastern Shore. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I'm on the next block, I'm – singing at the top of my lungs about beer and going to like the bar with dirt on my boots mm-hmm. so <laughs> i get it yeah. <laughs> different things so i can understand people can relate to it on different levels I, i'm i don't know kanye is okay but in terms of to answer your question about what he made him like name the album that i think he's been very and he gave an interview about this but he's been very much trying to get back into a more spiritual mindset. So he has like the Sunday service thing that he has, which I'm not going to lie. Some of those video clips where he's like on the spot, like making it and like jamming and vibing with everybody. Mm-hmm. Some of the beats are hard. He had a Sunday service in my hometown in Dayton when, uh, with Dave Chappelle's block party. Yeah. He, still, he just still does it. Hmm? He still does it. The block parties. Dave. Yeah. Well, or was just like before. No, he did this one like last weekend because oh. uh, they had they had a shooting, so it was kind of like a fundraiser, block party it. type thing. Yeah, and then I think Kanye just had another one, uh, another Sunday service. Yeah, he does it. It's Watts. like um, that's so typically he has them. I can't remember. It's like one of the Valley locations in like California. It's like out out there. Brad Pitt came. Kind of like some cult type stuff. If you out there in the woods. Uh, praising jesus this is a little weird at that point but um yeah so that's i think that's kind of like based on the name and his recent vibes i think that's what he's on and i think he credited chance the rapper as kind of pushing him back into that more spiritual world mm-hmm. so speaking of chance a lot of people were like really down on his latest album was the, the, the big day mm-hmm. i think it's what's called and did you like are you one of those people that are hating on Chance right now? Mm, no, I, I liked it a lot. I, so I liked it actually more than the coloring book because the, the coloring book it seemed it seemed more like I want to bring you guys into like you know my religion and who I am and okay. all this other stuff. But then this album seemed to be partially what he liked. Partially, like kind of like what he like what he likes now, what he liked from his childhood. Yeah, all mixed into one, and then a little bit about God and his family. So I think the biggest critique or criticism of the album is always talking about like it's basically like rap, rap, rap. I love my wife. Rap, rap, rap. I love my wife. (laughs) That's kind of like the the general vibe of it. But if you look back at his like this discography. That's kind of where he's at, right? So if you look at acid raps, he was using acid and other drugs at the time. If you look at Coloring Book, that's when he had transitioned away from the drug use and was trying to get his life together. Mm-hmm. So that's where you have to get, that's when you start to get the religious elements and, and the stuff like that. And, stuff, and then yeah. now he's at a different place 
in his life. So like he's he's celebrating, you know, his family love and, you know, looking back on some of the more positive things. And most of the, and it's funny that you mentioned that now I I didn't think about it, but they, he has like skits Mm -hmm. and then the skits is like a family reunion. Yeah. I don't know why I just added it up, but it's like a family reunion talking about them and stuff. I just feel like people are just looking, like I don't have an issue with it. Like it's my favorite album. No, it's my favorite album of the year. No, but I think it has a playlist, a solid album. Yeah, like it's it, a good that's album. the project that he wanted to put out. It's a project he put out. It's worth buying. Yeah, and people are just, I think that they don't, and this is how you still end up with like future situation, like future, right, where he stopped using drugs years ago, mm-hmm. but still raps about it yeah. because he's afraid of losing fans. Yeah. I think that's how you end up with that. Like on one side, we criticize artists, especially hip hop artists. Yeah. We criticize them for not being quote unquote real, mm-hmm. not rapping about their actual life. Yeah. But then when people like rap and their content changes as they mature and which grow older, thing. which is what should happen, then they complain about it. Mm-hmm. They did it with Chance. They did it with Jay-Z's last album. They complain. Yeah. Jay-Z is 175 years old. Why would he still be rapping about slinging drugs in Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be. So he's going to rap about his million dollar art pieces. Yeah. Okay. Still dope. So like, I don't understand how people can't grow. Yeah. And even at the same time, you are also getting older when the, your favorite artists are getting older. So you, say, like, yeah. you should be growing up as well. Yeah. Like I appreciate the fact that Jay-Z still rapping about stuff I can't afford. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of keeping that same distance of social class. So yeah. it's kind of depressing. Yeah. And then I, I, at, at the same thing, like let's say, you do like let's say like you do like you know trap artists and stuff if your trap artist continues and let's say you want like you're like oh man i could listen to x y and z for the rest of my life yeah and he keeps on doing you know the stuff that he's rapping about legitimately keeps on doing it yeah Yeah. he'll have that street cred but like you know the famous saying is the hood don't love nobody Mm -hmm. so they're not gonna be around for too long you live by the sword you die by the sword so you can either have them actually make a come up and do well for themselves yep. and continue to rap on stuff that they do know about that just no longer do and continue to make good music that you can enjoy for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or they do what they're doing and, and die and then you have nothing. Cause I feel like if you ignore 50s kind of like ability to stay relevant without being musically relevant, I think he fell off musically because he couldn't legitimately rap about the same things that he rapped about and get Richard Dodge Ryan or whatever. So he just went into being the Uber troll Uh and still remained relevant. But music, like nobody's really checking for 50 albums. So we have to allow folks to like grow Uh and mature as they grow and mature. So, um, with that, we're going to introduce kind of like a new segment and we'll look for different ways to get this out there, but this is going to be the King speak playlist. So we're going to talk about some folks who are like heavy in our rotations right now across the genres. Like we preach a lot of, you know, music diversification, I guess you could say. So who are some of your, we'll say we'll go three Mm -hmm. who are like the three artists you're listening to most right now. Breezy. Okay. Uh, Chris Brown, if you're not hip, but go ahead. Uh, Luke Combs. Okay. Let's see. 
I'd say Chance right now because I'm trying to still get a flavor for his album. So Chance. Okay, so right now you listen to Chris Brown, Chance the Rapper, and Luke Holmes. Mm-hmm. I ask you a question as a black dude. When you're driving around, do you bump your music pretty loud? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm ignorant. Well, sometimes it's fun. I I like to do it, but if somebody does it driving through my neighborhood, I'm gonna give them a side eye. I'll turn it down at a stoplight. Nah, he didn't. I was like this hooligan. That's on my mind, so I'm thinking it's probably worse words, but I'm going to say hooligan for the podcast. <laughs> this hooligan, turn down your music. We don't want to hear what you're listening to, but then I'll do the same thing because I can do that. I'll do a pulling up to work. and, I'm, and I'll So that's what, so that's my thing, right? So we got to go through a gate to get there. Uh-huh. So there's a black gate guard, uh-huh. and you're jamming Luke Holmes. Do you turn it down? Nah, I'm like, what up? You jam- I'm not going to front. I'll be embarrassed. So I turn my country music now. If I'm listening to like Joyner Lucas, I'm still bumping it. Yeah. Nah, I'm like, what but up? I'm listening to like, mm, no, because I mean, turn that dial down. More likely, you see that the, it's going to be the last time you see them, and that's not going to matter. Yeah. Or it's going not, or it's not going to be the last time, and they're going to hear you bumping something completely different the next day. That's true. I don't know. But Luke Holmes, Luke Holmes is good. No, oh, I know, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not like if it, if it's a good artist, you you're getting play. All right, so that was so your top. You're not your top three, but your current heavy rotation: Chris Brown, Chance the Rapper, and Luke Combs. For me, it's going to be Joyner Lucas. Mm-hmm. Joyner is amazing. Bro. That's my dude. Yeah, he's probably my he's, favorite rapper yeah. right now. Boogie, mm-hmm. who's also he's a, like a West Coast rapper, signed to Eminem's label. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see third. Oh man. I'm gonna give four because I can break the rules. <laughs> so the third one would be this female rapper, Tierra Wack. So she had like a she was one of the ones who had like a double XL freshman cipher. So Tierra Wack. And then my fourth one would probably be You know what? I'm gonna listen to some Kane Brown. That's Kayla's fault. She's obsessed with him. He's the I, he's the new dream boy, dream boy of a uh, country, especially for women of color. Women of all, all types. If Kane Brown called her right now, Kayla would leave me and the kids, and the dogs. Just walk out and never it, come it, back. It would literally be a country song. Just never come back. Yeah. Then I could. <laughs> then she would come back to me because then I could be a country singer. I'm not gonna front when he first came out because he can't, he started out as like doing the Facebook like co- videos like covers. I didn't think he could sing. I knew he was going to become popular because he's a good looking dude. Mm-hmm. But on them Facebook videos, I was like, it's kind of trash. He looks kind of like a pit bull puppy, which is unfortunate because pit bull puppies are cute. So, I mean, he's a good looking dude. But his original singing, I was like, eh. Back to yeah. West Coast rap. I really, I really enjoy it. I don't know what it is about West Coast rap, but I really enjoy West Coast rap. It depends. It depends. Yeah. I'm not really, like, game. Yeah. I respect them. Was a fan of them. I can take it or leave it. Yeah. If there's a game song that's on, I'm, I'll jam to it. Yeah. Um, Nipsey was one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, this music's still around, but Nipsey was one of my favorites. Uh, Boogie, like I said. Like, if you if you haven't listened to him, he has, his new album is Everything's for Sale. So, Boogie's a good one. Another West Coast rapper right now. Kendrick Lamar. 
I mean, I respect it. I'm not really that high on Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I prefer J. Cole over Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Like, who are some other, like, current, not like legends, like current West Coast rappers? Um, I mean, so right now, really all I know, well, the last one I really listened to was Nipsey. Apparently, there's this. Uh, oh, you got YG as well. Yeah, YG's okay. But yeah. there's a, apparently there's, like, an Asian, I can't remember his name, him, Mr. The Asian dude. And apparently, he's really good. Asian dude. Let me see if I can look it up right quick. Yeah, I can't think of. I'm dating myself a little bit. The only one I can think of is Jen the MC. But I know that's not him because he's from, like, New York, I think. No, this dude is he's um, a, he's a crip. A crip? Yeah, he's a crip. And he's from uh, Compton. So since you like West Coast rappers, you like Blueface? What? Do you like Blueface? Who is that? What is that? You don't know Blueface? No. Oh, my goodness. He's the one that has that Thadiana song? Nah. (laughs) He's one of them, like, offbeat rappers, which I can't stand. I don't think you should be allowed to rap if you're not going to rap on beat. Yeah, What's unfortunate, though, because if you listen to what he's actually saying, some of the bars, the wordplay is pretty good, but it's offbeat, and it bothers me. Yeah, see, I've never heard of an offbeat rapper. Really? So there's Lil B. Lil B was one. Blueface. There's a couple other ones. But they just, like, rap. Regardless of what the beat is dictating that they do, they just rap. (laughs) Just don't match it. Okay, so Lil B was one? Lil B. Okay. He's probably the worst. So, speaking of Little B, have you ever heard Little B really rap? No, I can't do it. Not like not I like, can't. Not like, like I can't. I've because, ruined because of how dumb he's ruined. Been. Yeah, can't do it. Never have could. You, have you heard of his Joe? Have you heard his? Have you heard his Joe Budden this? No, it's because what I did here was when he was a double XO freshman. And I was like, oh, let me check out these new artists. I listened to him, and I was like, never again, and never again. That was listen, probably 10 years ago. You should listen to his Joe Budden does. He, he, yeah. he's, Joe Budden is an easy target. Yeah, well, but it, it, it also display like how. So the reason he said, and the game came, came at him. So he was beefing with the game a while ago yeah. for the same exact reason, because he was a trash rapper. So what ended up happening was the game just kept on taking shots at him, kept on taking shots. And eventually he said something, and Little B responded, and he's like, look. He said, "Look, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to fuck bitches and get money." He's like, "I could." Oh, know, Lil B said that. Yeah, he's like, "I could spend, you know, fifty, seventy hours a week in the studio and put like hard effort out and make good content, and you know, make maybe make good money, maybe not make good money, or I could say some dumb shit and literally make millions." And he did. I hate it. It should be illegal. I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but he he made his money. He did exactly what he wanted to do for, you know what, how, how, how he probably didn't have to spend any time in the studio to make the songs he made. Who's buying his music? That's a good question. Like, like the garbage music? That's a good question. If you're listening to like people like Lil B and you legitimately like it, you're not just trying to be ironic, then I want you to go into the bathroom, look yourself in the mirror and just headbutt yourself. Just do that. <laughs> so the name of the rapper I'm thinking of is his name is Stupid Young. It's a stupid name. Yeah, and his song. Wait, is hold on, wait. Young, how's it spelled? Regular. Young. It's not 
Y-O-N-G. That would have been hilarious. Mm. would have been. Missed marketing step right there. And his uh, song name is Mando, so you have to listen to that. That's a pretty good song. It's got 32 million views. I'm sorry. When you're coming up with your rap name, because I used to think I was going to be a rapper, mm-hmm. and I'm embarrassed to ever say what my rap name was at this point. Do you not like tell your friends like, "Oh, this is what I'm gonna do," and they just like, "Oh, that sounds dope." Stupid young. What happens when he's like 35? He's not young. Yeah, like little Bow Wow guy. Is he just gonna go by stupid? Because Bow Wow, he just, he cut off the little, even though he's still little. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just a dumb name. Yeah. But I mean, he might be good. I don't know. But. All right, before we run out of time today, uh, we're going to celebrate because you mentioned Pennywise earlier or it earlier. So it chapter two uh, recent or pending release. Uh, so it'll be out soon. So with that, we're going to finish out today's episode with a, a segment. One got to go. So we're going to pick we have four horror movie villains to choose from. We kind of went with more. Lesser known villains, not not the Michael Myers and the Freddy Kruegers and all those guys. So the four choices we have: so Pennywise, the Dancing Clown, because mm-hmm. you gotta say his whole name because it's hilarious. Yeah. The Scream villain. So that was a little tricky because there's obviously more than one person, mm-hmm. but just the entity of the the Scream. And then we have Candyman and the Creeper. So. One got to go. So we'll start with the one that you absolutely have to keep. I'd say no one has made me feel fear like uh, the Creeper. The Creeper from Jeepers Creeper? Yeah, that's the only thing that has legitimately made me feel. I know it's a movie. I know it's just a TV, but that's the only thing that has made me feel actual fear. Did you see it in theaters? I so I did see it. I remember I saw it with my mom. No, I think I was watching it by myself. No, I saw it in theaters with my mom. And I'm going front. I came home. It was dark out. Not dark. It was dark in the house. Mm-hmm. And the stairs were like to the right as soon as you come in. Yeah. And freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. Because I thought something was up there. So for me, the first one that has to stay is... Pennywise. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, of course. My favorite He's movie villain. He's on your villain. skin, so I would hope so. He's my favorite movie villain. I have the tattoo and everything. And on my desk at work, I have all types of Pennywise figurines. My chat avatar is Pennywise. The Tim the Curry the Tim Curry version. Yeah, the original. Yeah, so is the tattoo. But to me, Pennywise is the best horror movie villain. Why? Because... He is an epitome of fear, right? So, first of all, nobody knows what he actually is, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is why the movie is called It, yeah, right? Like an alien or something. It's like an extra, extra dimensional being, mm-hmm. right? So, the all right. So the climax of these films, where he's essentially a giant spider, it's actually a female, I believe, but that part is a little much. But when he's actually when the creature is actually Pennywise dancing clown. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Made me scared of clowns when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was scared to use the bathroom with myself because of the sink scene. Mm-hmm. And then they just reinvigorated it, right? With the 
with the new version yeah. who looks far more sinister. Yeah. Maybe not as um I don't know. There's really nothing negative about either version. I love both versions. Yeah. All right. So, who's your next? Next one I got to keep is it. Okay. Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, for the same reasons. Mhm. Plus, yeah. he he can be what he can, or it can. Well, be that's what I mean by like in terms of he's the epitome of fear. Yeah. Right. So whatever you're most afraid of, he can be that. Mm-hmm. And he can be, or if I'm afraid of multiple things, he can be it at the same time. Yeah. He can be like a forty foot plastic statue if you want. If you've read the book. Um. So for me, the next one that has to stay. Uh, I'll probably go the creeper, as well from Jeepers Creepers. Um, the first movie was pretty good. Actually, the first movie is a really good underrated horror movie. Yeah. Second one, I think a lot uh, of haven't seen it. Yeah, a lot that's the whole like. And the, so the second one, and I think there's a third one I saw on Netflix not too long ago. Um, kind of fell off, but the creature is still kind of the same thing, right? This dude's like indestructible. You he's got the what every twenty three years or whatever, and then because he's so fast and indestructible or whatever. He come out of nowhere snatching people up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just hopping in the field. Yeah. So that'd probably be my second second one that has to stay. I'll All let right. you roll into your last one. Alright, so you don't let me go? Alright, mm-hmm. so I got the Scream Villain, I got Candy Man to choose from. Oh man. So apparently they're remaking the Candyman movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm kinda excited to see what that's gonna look like. Um for me. Between the Scream Villain and Candyman. Hmm. So are we looking at it as just a villain? Or are we talking about the films that they're a part of? How do we want to look at that? Because hmm. that's going to decide which I one we're going to just, just like the villain and the idea of the villain. Just itself. the villain. Hmm. All right. Then that means the Scream Villain has to go. And I'll keep Candyman. Yeah. So, the reason I chose, well, the screen villain, the villain itself, it's okay. It's typical slasher thing. Mm-hmm. The movies are what I like better yeah. because it's kind of poking fun of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. But in a serious way, like, he's still a legitimate villain. Mm-hmm. It's not like the scary movie franchise, right? But that character became such a large part of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of based on the movies, right? They know, like, the quote-unquote rules to horror movies. So... The movies are entertaining. Mm-hmm. Villain, eh? I don't care about yeah, Candyman. I, yeah, he run up on me. I'm a what? I, I like the mythology behind it. So I don't remember the mythology. I remember him being scary. I don't remember the mythology behind Candyman. I want to say it had to do with like slavery and like um, interracial, like love or something like that. I'm gonna be honest. Now that you ask me, can't fully remember, but I do remember that's the reason he was going after the chick. But what I also like about Candyman is the setting, right? It's in an urban wasn't like environment. It looked like De- I remember it being like What Detroit city was it? I don't know. It's a terrible city. Where was that? Yeah. It didn't look fun to be in, even without the killer dude. But, yeah, I mean, he's got the hook going on, the bees. The movies themselves, they don't hold up yeah. at all. They're decent when they came out. They don't really hold up now. But I do like the character. Like I said, I hope that the remake 
you know does it justice right so so right. yeah he was a it's a urban legend that tells us mm-hmm. tells the story of a murdered slave who returns from the dead yep so like that mythology it's a little I don't know more entertaining I guess all yeah. right so you're in the last two so you also have Candyman and the uh, Scream Villain. So Scream Villain lasts. Well, Scream Villain can go because I said I wet him up. <laughs> you yeah. think you got you can handle that business? See, the thing about it is that like so was like the first one was like multiple people mm-hmm. were doing it. I guess I, guess I just need a bigger. Up, ch- I just need a bigger clip. Now. You never know who it is. Everybody's like if that. we're in the Scream movie right now, I could be the Scream Villain. And you turn around, mask come on, bop bop. Not take the mask off, act like it ain't no happen. Uh, everybody getting it. All right. Okay. What mm-hmm. if like Terry Crews? What if it's Terry Crews and The Rock? Hollow tips. But you don't know about it. Hollow tips. You're just like, oh man, there's a rock. I'm about to go take a picture. Then boom, Terry oh. Crews' screen comes out. You getting shanked up? Oh, I'm doing the best I can with whatever I got on me. All right. I was saying in that situation, you're getting it. <laughs> you will be the one that is quote unquote wet up. <laughs> so, all right. So, what was your reason for keeping Candyman? I just remember him being super scary. You're just and scared of him? Yeah, I know that. Like, but it's really also avoidable. Just don't say it. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole I, thing yeah, with I'll the Bloody that, Mary I, situation. Yeah. I wouldn't be in that predicament because I wouldn't put myself. It. I wouldn't be in that. Because I wouldn't put myself there. Like but the other ones, you can't really. Now I think about it, you can't really scream. People are gonna be crazy. Yeah. So that can't really avoid people being crazy. The creeper. If you if you get caught in his wake up period. That's just it. And he smelled that fear on you. Yeah. Your whole liver is gone. It was crazy at that yeah. point. It was crazy. Like what what gets me about like, like so with, I don't know if it is unavoidable. So for it, if you just don't go to Dairy, Dairy, Maine, that's like the place. Okay. If you don't go there, then you're probably good. Although he can affect you mentally other places. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just don't go there and you're good. Like, so, don't go there and be a kid mm-hmm. while he's awake. Yeah. Because then that's just, you about to get snacked so on. So Jeepers, or whatever his name is, Creeper, the Creeper, hmm? I guess, does he stay in the same town? I don't think he does. I think it's the same area, okay. but it's it's so far apart. So it's the same thing for Pennywise. It's like twenty, the one's like twenty three, one's twenty seven years. Mm-hmm. So it's like a time gap. Like mm-hmm. they uh, hibernate. Mm-hmm. So, but he he goes after everybody, right? Jeeper? Yeah, yeah. So at that point, like knowing what I know, if I'm like I don't know where. So let's say, let's say it was real. I don't mm-hmm. know where it is. I don't know where I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. And I don't know when it's 23 years overlaps or 27 or whatever. Steal it from small towns. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing ever good. Nothing good ever happens in cornfields. Yeah. In there's the middle there's of the night. nothing you can do about the creeper. Yeah. You just have to hope that you can get away. But if you ever come face to face, you might as well just lay down and like put a. I mean, I guess that's all of them. Yeah, lay except down for a, a screen. You might as well just lay down on a big dinner plate and say, all right. Yeah. Because Toto tell you're not really fighting any of them except for his screen villain. Yeah. So, unless it's the Rock and Terry Crews. But, all right. So, that'll be it for today's episode. 
uh, like I said previously, make sure you follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's at underscore, I mean, at King underscore speak. On Facebook, it's at the King Speak Podcast. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, share, do all those things. Merchandise um, coming. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Hey, if y'all help us grow these listeners, merchandise come a lot sooner. Oh, yeah. So, I've been your host, King Ray. King K. We'll get at y'all.